We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Friday night, the lights will be bright and the brightest will be the brightest. Look at Kenny Logan, Devin Neal, look at Jalen Daniels. It's time to party, man. Do all you got to do pregame. Make your way into that booth and let's get busy. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, folks, welcome back. New episode, Ain't No Seats podcast. But all as always, we got to talk about Emprise Bank. Uh, there's more options to do banking now more than ever. Who you work with is more important than how close they are to your home. Emprise has digital banking that meets you where you are on your phone, on your computer, or even your smartwatch. A trusted partner is at your fingertips. Shout out, Emprise Bank. Before we get going, we also got to talk about our newest partner, DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, Kansas, state of Kansas, we know it. DraftKings Sportsbook is finally coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home to celebrate. All new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using code KCSN. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposits required. Soon, you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered in to win that $100,000 free bet when you sign up. So, Last thing, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas. Plus, one customer will win $100,000 free bet. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem, getting help with your best bet, call 1-800-522-4700, 21 plus, physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued at four $25 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited. Ends first day. DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at DraftKings.co slash Kansas. All right. We're back. Kansas football, it's game week. It feels like it's been a long wait, B-turn. Um, we knew we had to do a little, you know, primer. We had to get someone that knew more, someone that knows this program as good as anyone out there. 
we had to go get an Orange Bowl champ, but a guy that's still heavily involved with the program to this day. Uh, we had to go get a KU football legend, Brandon McAnderson. He's here to join us now. He's going to talk a little bit about this new Kansas football team, this the Lance Leipold era. Um, we're excited. He's excited, and we're happy to have you on. VMAC, how are you? I'm excellent, man. I'm glad to be on the famous Ain't No Seats. There's, there's no seat left in this Lincoln right now, so I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. On the He said he was on the side of a, a soccer practice right now, so we appreciate the dedication to, to come cool. on and talk talk some KU football. Um, So let's get into it. Obviously, you know, season's coming up Friday. Hawks have a uh, opening night. It's a weird one. It's Friday, but, you know, some fans like it. Some people don't. But we have Tennessee Tech. Um, an early line came out. B-turn. I guess I want to get your thoughts on this. And and B-Mac, I'd be curious with you, too. 30-and-a-half-point favorites early on. So that is kind of shocking for some KU football fans to see, right? It's probably been a long time since we've been 30-and-a-half-point favorites. So I guess – do you think that's a reflection on what this team's done? Do you think that's a reflection on Tennessee Tech? Is it a mixture of both? Or, like, should we feel that confident that Friday night could be a game where we can sit back, relax, and just watch the Hawks cruise? I'll, I'll take that to you, B-Mac, and then B-Turn, you can give your thoughts on the line. Well, if you check my DraftKings sportsbook, I'm not the guy to go to. Uh, <laughs> I don't hit many lines these days. But I will say I'm very excited about it. You know, it, it's, it's a line that says – you know, Kansas should take care of business and uh, everything that I've seen, you know, I'm not seeing Tennessee uh, tech yet. So I don't know, um, you know, how they move or wh what players they have or who's returning. I'll start my research here probably tomorrow. Uh, but just speaking on Kansas, I, I love what we have coming back. I love the way we finished the season. And I think it's a reasonable mark um, that we look like a competitive big 12 team the last three games of the season. And then we got a line of a competitive big 12 team. So it makes sense to me. Yeah. B-Turn, what'd you think? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's a line that got, got the fan base a little excited. I know not a lot of people know a lot about Tennessee Tech, and but I think it's people brought up the Rhode Island spread. I think that was when Bender was here, and we I looked up the line. It was like a 25-point spread or 27 around there. So I think this is the biggest spread we've had in a long time. And yeah. I was looking at Tennessee Tech's results from last year. They lost to – Samford 52 to 14. They lost to Tennessee Martin 42 to 3. And then University of Tennessee 56 0. So I don't know who's coming back. I don't know yeah. really anything about them, but obviously excited for Friday night. I mean, KU ended the year really well. They hung with West Virginia. They were beating TCU late and they obviously won at Texas. And then so everyone's excited. I think this is the most excitement I've had for KU football since me and Gino left. And that's not just prisoner a moment so i don't know how you feel about that b mac i know you're a diehard ku fan and i'm sure you get excited most years but do you think this is the most hype or at least most excitement behind ku football in a long time yeah man i you know i'm not a good source for that either because i'm always excited um, <laughs> i think the difference this year is uh i i want to watch Jalen daniels play football um so i'm thinking about all the guys that i watch play football you know NFL to little league to high school, I mean, he's just one of my favorites. He plays with so much joy, has so much talent. I mean, his arm talent is Sunday talent, regardless of whatever he becomes here as a football player, uh, just the way he can snap the ball outside the numbers. You know, I love, I'm a Lawrence guy, so I love Devin Neal. 
Um, I think Devin Neal's big time. I think he's an all Big 12 uh, running back of the future. So those two guys in particular, I cannot wait to watch. So I would say that the excitement is deserved, and uh, I can't wait to watch this team get after it. Yep. And uh, I thought it was interesting because I read that or uh, Lance was talking about how, yeah, Jalen's a starter, but don't let that fool you that Jason Bean also hasn't been super impressive so far. So, like, I don't know. Are you just do you feel like this is maybe the first time in a while where I mean, you mentioned Devin Neal. We've got Kai Thomas, other running backs. We've got Jalen Daniels, Jason Bean, like. Is this the first time in a while we're starting to see some depth at some really good positions? And I don't know, I guess hearing Lance say that, that, yeah, Jason Bean still looks really good too. And it's just, it it feels good to know that we've got some really good quarterback. I think Jalen's going to be the guy for the whole year, hopefully. But I don't know, do you just feel like this roster starting to fill out more than once in the past? Absolutely. I think that the the – the obvious way to look at it is to look past that starting 22. I think you could look at any KU roster and be like, ah, there's some good players here and there. You know, I liked him. I like that guy. I think the difference here is that we'll have two and three options at per position at, you know, defensive line. You saw that the uh, defensive tackle depth chart come out. Tommy Dunn jr. Wasn't even on there. And he's one of my favorite players to watch in practice. He's explosive and young and strong. And I think he has a bright future. Uh, for this program. So you're talking about, you know, in the past, young players are all we had. You know, we'd be looking at their high school highlights and be like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. You look at that 2D, there was no, there was one high school freshman in the 2D all together. So this is not uh, from high school freshmen, I should say. So this is a different type of team. Guys like DJ Withers, he made the, he made the 2D. He's a guy I'm really excited about. So there's just all these young guys that mix in with a lot of old veteran players, especially, you know, at positions that we didn't have depth. You know, linebacker last year, you know, Rich Miller ended up playing all three spots, ended up being a warrior for us. But he was, I mean, at times felt like a man on an island. He was doing a lot and, yeah. and didn't have a lot of help at that position. Now, what you saw was Gavin Potter developed. You know, guys yeah. came along and they ended up helping out. But now we don't – that's not going to be a concern. You're going to have players there – you know, going too deep at all three positions that you can use anywhere you need to. So there's just going to be more weapons at the coaching staff's disposal, and I'm excited to see what they what they bring. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about Lance um, and the coaching staff as a whole. Like with Lance, all you hear is culture changer, program builder, and I feel obviously not a lot of people are as close to the team as you. Like you're around the team, you hear things. So I just wanted to ask, like, what are some things you've seen and you've heard that lets you know that this football program is headed in the right direction? Everything. <laughs> Everything. You know, I think there's all these little things you can point to. You know, like I love the way, you know, the guy's having trouble off the field. I love the way Leipold responded to that, talking about what he can do differently to, to contribute. And that seems like cliche, but if you look at our history here, our coaches have, in a lot of instances, tried to distance themselves from negativity. And Lance Leipold was taking accountability uh, for what happened. So that I thought that was a big thing. I know it's small, but it's a big thing. I love the way they talk about the program. You know, our offensive brain trust of Kotelnicki, Coach Z, and Leipold, they're good problem solvers. You know, like you, you, you heard about the system they were going to come play. You heard about the wide zone, outside zone. When that started to struggle early in the tenure last year, they switched it up. They tried different things, and I think that's what you're going to see this year, except they're going to have a full offseason at their disposal. They're going to have more weapons at their disposal. I love this coaching staff. 
the staff, the story I always tell to kind of illustrate why they feel so different. Uh, when the coordinators first got here, Coach Kolonicki and Coach Borland, I interviewed them for Jayhawk TV or radio, one of those two. And we were at midfield at a table and we went through the interview. The interview ended and those two picked up their KU folding chairs and walked them halfway across the field to go put them away themselves. And there's all these support staff people. No, no, coach, we got it. We got it. And they're like, no, that's cool. And I think that's a good understanding of like, these guys came from something different. They came from a collaborative background. They come from a place where they might be even doing laundry before practice. So these guys are, are not, they are not, you know, intimidated by hard work. They see it as a privilege of their job. They, I, I think they're the most present not looking to what's next they're looking to tomorrow they're looking at how to get better and and that's tough in this business because you know there's a lot of turnover there's a lot of people with aspirations to be something greater and they should be but these guys don't have that they have such a present nature uh they're really a joy to be around in terms of their understanding of how important this moment is for these players and then to piggyback off that, off the question about the staff do you see it from the players too like just buying in from everything they're saying yeah, the play. The, what I've liked about the players is that they seem to be really enjoying the discipline of the program, you know. And that's just something you just don't hear. You ask these guys, "Hey, what's the biggest difference?" They're like, "Discipline, not discipline like, oh, it's a bad thing. Discipline like, we needed discipline. We needed structure." So they've really responded well. And you know, I know that they don't pull any punches. They're really honest, and it's really hard to be a football player at the University of Kansas right now. But watch these guys interact with each other. You don't get that feeling. You know, I I, I hosted the uh, the women's night where the uh, women came and went through the program and met, you know, went through the coaches and the, the training rooms and the meeting rooms and whatnot. The players came out, you know, and helped them go through drills. But watching the coaches and the players interact with each other, it, I mean, it was love. You know, it was a lot like what you see with Big Bill So. You know, how hard he is on those guys, but how much he loves on them too. And I think that's what you see from Coach Leipold and his staff is that, there's an equal amount of, you know, pushing them to be greater. And there's an equal amount of love being being distributed amongst the group. And you feel it every time you're around them. Yeah, I love it. That was I love the story about the chairs. Like it does just feel like a staff that is so locked in and so perfect for this type of program that needs that type of discipline and hard work in it to turn it around. Um You've touched on a few things. You you mentioned how excited you are to watch Jalen Daniels. Um, you, you mentioned the coaching staff. So I was kind of curious, and we, we talked about this a bit before you hopped on, but what are, like, if you had to sum up three to five things that really just have you juiced for this season, super excited. It could be a player like Jalen Daniels. It could be a position group. It could be a coach. It could be anything. What are kind of, I guess, start with one. What's one thing? that you're just so excited to see for this KU football season? I would say one is a defensive line group. They just have a lot of depth and age. I, I think a guy like Caleb Sampson, you know, what happens a lot at Kansas, I'll use Fish Smithson as an example. They'll have these, their career will really, really start to rise, and you'll get really excited about them, and they'll run out of time. You know, you just won't get a chance to see their best years. They'll have that one good year. I feel like Caleb Sampson reached that plateau last year, but now he gets to come back and play again. So he's going to be playing, you know, inside defensive tackle. He's going to be fresh a lot because it's a deep position, and he is a talented player. This is a guy that played defensive end um, last year some. Even the year before that, he was only a defensive end. So he has the 
the athletic and skill profile of a, a faster, more athletic player, but now he has the strength, maturity, and age to complement that. Same could be said for Sam Burt, another guy that put on a lot of weight. And when you put on weight like that, it takes a while for your athletic measurements to adjust. His have all adjusted. He'll be starting in that group. You know, you're seeing on the outside, Lonnie Phelps is going to be a fan favorite. He is electric. Every snap I've ever seen him take, it's like it's like a jolt of electricity jumps through that team. He's going to be a fan favorite. He is just active and has a motor that won't quit. Hayden Hatcher being his backup, you kind of get the same thing. Malcolm Lee being so darn consistent and reliable. So that's just the starting group. I could keep going. There's just a lot of talent there. There's a lot of age there. There's a lot of experience there. And I think they'll make it easier for our linebacking group um, in the run game and in the pass game as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, so you talked about Lonnie Phelps from Miami. Um, who were some other defensive transfers that the staff landed this offseason that you were super excited about? It starts and ends with Craig Young. I mean, he is the kind of player we just don't have access to normally, and I don't know how else to say that. Um, he's he's 6'4", he's 230 pounds, and he's the second, third, maybe the first fastest guy on the team. So what that allows you to do, especially in the Big 12, is what is the Big 12 known for? Tempo. You know, guys are getting snap after snap after snap. Now, why they do that is they get you in a they get you in a grouping, a personnel grouping that they like. And a lot of times that's saying, okay, you have a third linebacker out here. We're going to keep him out here because we're not changing our personnel. He's going to have to cover the pass and cover the run. Meet Craig Young, <laughs> who is equally capable of covering the pass and the run. You know, being that he has that big-time top end speed and he can also tackle and be a physical player in the box, he is the problem solver for tempo, is the problem solver. You're not stuck in anything when Craig Young's out there. You have the versatility to, to do whatever you need to do with him. And so I'm really excited about what he brings to the defense just as an individual talent and a guy that there's no – I can't draw a contemporary from the University of Kansas. There's not been a guy like this. Uh, he'll be uh, he'll be different. He'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then you talked about the D line. I feel like I've said forever, like it starts in the trenches and I feel like we've struggled in those spots for a long time. Like I guess a team like K-State, I feel like they dominate us up front. So you got the D line who's better. I wanted you to touch on the O line a little bit. I thought they struggled early on last year, but throughout the year um, they got a lot better. So I, if you could touch on the O line a little bit. Yeah, so that group I'm really excited about. You know, I came 
when I come to practice, I always ask, you know, who's the surprise guy? What's it looking like here? The name that I kept hearing is Dominic Pooney. Uh, Pooney is the transfer from Central Missouri State. Um, this guy, man, and this kind of goes to something I didn't touch on, but with the recruiting, with the transfers in the transfer portal, they always mention Coach Leipold when they came here. It's Coach Leipold. And they're talking about his honesty, and they're talking about how, how straightforward he was and communicating what he wanted. Dominic Pooney ends up being a great example of that. He comes from a Division II school. He gets here in July, and he's in there. He's going to be starting at right guard on the first game of the season. So what that tells me is, one, he's a really good player. Two, they know what they're looking at when they're out there in the transfer portal. They're looking for a certain type of skill set. He has it. Three, it tells me if you're going to come to this place, you're going to have a chance to play. You know, he's not going to play favorites. He could have easily – the guy that he's splitting time with, with the or, is uh, Armage Reed Adams, who's my favorite offensive lineman out of that group. I think he's going to be a pro. He's long-armed. This guy came in 6'5", 400 pounds. He's 3'10" ripped up i think he's going to be an anthony collins type impact he's got that type of athletic profile that type of personality i think he's one of the more talented people in the group and Pooney's going to be taking going to be splitting reps with him to start the season so that just tells you one how effective coach leipold's been in the transfer portal and why um so then if you look at the rest of the group I, when bostic played well we played well now if we can get bostic to play well for 12 games we're going to be a very good team because he's another guy that has an incredible athletic profile He's another guy that figured out a lot of things last year who you'd usually be moving on, but he's not. He gets to come back. So he's going to be a big-time player at that tackle position. This new guy we got from Louisville, I'm not going to talk too much about him because I haven't seen him personally, but, oh, man, <laughs> the, the thing about him, and this isn't even, this isn't even talking about guys like Eddie Eddie, like Mike Nowitzki, uh, Michael Ford Jr. I mean, DeAndre Dion is going to be backing up center. Uh, Noah Gorch, Nolan Gorchik, a guard prospect, is huge. So, I mean, this is this is a group that was struggling to find five people last year that may be eight or nine deep this year. And that not just deep for this year, deep for the future. So this this group has improved a lot. Uh, Bryce Cabledew, uh is a guy that, that starts at right tackle. He's top five in a lot of lifting categories, which is unique for offensive linemen. That just tells you how explosive he is. This is a group you should be be very excited about. Um, in that offensive line group, dude, you you're giving they... me you're giving me goosebumps <laughs> talking about KU football. Like, are you going to be able to sleep until Friday night? <laughs> and you got me convinced that we're going to go bowling. <laughs> I think we'll win at least five games. Now, I don't know if we'll I don't know if we'll go bowling. I think we'll win at Ooh. least five. So wow. I'm not one of these people that runs around uh, scared of predictions, man. I'm not a I'm not a genie, and I don't have a genie. I don't have access to anything like that. But this is kind of what I mentioned before that my belief in them is more about them than it is about me. When I watch them interact with each other, when you watch them talk about what they what they expect for the season, it's not they're not blowing smoke. They believe in what they have. They they've been on they've been in programs that have won football games. This isn't like, you know, these guys have never been anywhere and done anything. There's a lot of well-traveled people that truly believe in what they're building. I believe in I believe in them because they believe in themselves. Yeah, I think that's why you hear a lot of people around the country hype up Leipold. Like, it's not a joke. And you've, I've seen people have him as a top 20 coach around the country. I mean, he gets to Buffalo. I think they were 2-10. and 10. He turns them into a bowl team, a team that was ranked at the end of the year. Like, it's really not a joke with Leipold. And I hope he's here for a long time. And I think you can just feel it, man. Like, even talking to you, talking to media people, talking to the players, like, you can just feel the culture changing. Like, it's not – 
and you're not just saying that as diehard fans like we are, but you can just feel it. And Absolutely. I'm super, I'm super excited even for Friday night. Absolutely. We talked a little bit about the offensive line transfer from Louisville. Um, he was in the transfer portal for less than a week. He got recruited by everyone that needed an offensive lineman, so some big-time programs. In his Jayhawk Slant interview, he said, I came here because of the stability of the coaching staff. Imagine that for the University of Kansas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Not something, that's not something you hear very often about yeah. the program. And I think that's a that's not us talking. That's not fan talk. That's somebody that's playing, somebody that's that's looking across the country for future prospects. And he sees this as a place known for stability only in year one and a quarter uh, for Lance Leipold and staff. So they haven't been here very long. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Matt Gildersleeve, the strength and conditioning. You're, you're going to see a very strong, mature team. It's kind of the first thing you notice. I mean, the body improvement of these guys, it it's laughable. I mean, it's almost like, you know, midway through the NBA season, how you'll hear about, oh, James Harden lost 10 pounds. You know, and he looked at <laughs> Uh, but some article that one of his publicists put out, you would think KU had a publicist from all the physical. <laughs> I mean, it is insane. You know, we talked about Jalen Daniels. What I mean, this guy is rocked up 220. Last year's 195. I mean, this guy looks like a this guy looks like a man. He he just turned 19, and, and that's what that's what really has stuck out to me is that their physical improvement. I talked a little bit about Reed Adams. I mean, this guy literally lost 100 pounds. And he didn't just lose 100 pounds. He got muscle put on. He lost a whole human. And now he's going to be football <laughs> for the University of Kansas. So Matt Gildersleeve and, and their buy-in to him happened instantly. And we're still reaping the rewards from that. And, and it's what we need. You know, in a time where NIL and money is a big thing right now, we're not really in a position to do that. You have to be a developmental program. And for my eyes, Coach Leipold is a developmental program as well as anybody in the country. You know, uh, you know how they say like a, a a good salesman can sell ice to an Eskimo. Like that's how I feel about uh, BMAC selling me on KU football. <laughs> like I'm I'm so bought awesome. in. I don't know why you don't you don't do anything with like uh, Williams Fund, do you? Getting donations and stuff like that. No, I heard it, with him, but no. <laughs> I mean, you need to be ahead of that department because you could bring in. We'd have a new stadium yesterday if that was the case. Which there are some rumblings that. It's happening. But, okay, so you mentioned it earlier, and we got to address it because this is something we've talked about on this podcast the last few weeks is that, you know, Vegas, DraftKings Sportsbook, they set the over-under at two and a half wins for this KU team. And so on paper, you see that our initial thought was we're we're getting the over, like 100% we're getting the over. That's an easy bet. But then you start going through the schedule, and it's not that – I don't think KU can win these games, but it's just a, it's a tough schedule. The big 12's tough. Houston's on the schedule. So when you think five games, and I know that you probably don't know exactly which five, but I guess what are some games that KU fans outside of Tennessee tech and maybe outside of Duke that we should really be circling. as like, this is a game this team can go win. And frankly, probably for you, you probably expect them to win. Yeah, so I would say uh, there's a lot. There's more than you think. And the reason is the last two years, the Big 12 has been very good, right? We all know that. They've also been very old, old. I mean, four and five and six-year players galore. When I would do these roster breakdowns, Oklahoma State 
last year did not have a player that was playing that was less than a three-year player. So if you're talking about everybody in this team being 20, 21, 23 years old, and you're playing against a bunch of 18 and 19-year-olds, pretty sure how that one's going to turn out. Now, you've, now the, the script has been flipped a little bit. We're a little bit older. The other part of that is quarterback play. Um, there's going to be a lot of new teams, a lot of teams breaking quarterbacks, like JT Daniels at West Virginia in week two. You know, West Virginia is a place that a few years ago, we went 2020, we went down there and played pretty well. I think we lost by 17. That was a good West Virginia team with an experienced quarterback. This is a this is a pretty good West Virginia team with an experienced quarterback. But JT Daniels never played at West Virginia. You know, we haven't seen him in a year. He went to Georgia, he didn't play there. So we don't know what he's going to be. So I think that's one where I'd say Kansas has a chance to win that game. Texas Tech is breaking in a new coach um, and a quarterback that's had some experience. But, I mean, we don't know what he is. Um, you go across the board, Baylor breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, Oklahoma, new quarterback. Oklahoma State, old have their old quarterback, but have a lot have lost almost all of their defense. Their defense was so loaded last year. I mean, it was ridiculous. They lost in Duke last year. I mean, we just didn't win the game. I mean, yeah. that that was not a good team. I was on the field for them. So I think we'll be as good or better than Duke as well. So, I mean, some names to throw out there. But I hate to set the expectation like that because I was on the 2003 team. That went that went five and two before Bill Whittemore's injury. If you know, yeah. if I had told you on paper all these games that we would have won, it wouldn't have made any sense. And the reason that we were ahead of schedule is because we had Bill Whittemore. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> Better than we were. I feel the same way about Jalen Daniels. Like, who's going to put a limit on a guy who steps in cold, last plays three games and plays his top three touchdowns. He's top three in QBR. He's top three in passer rating. He's top three in touchdown interception ratio. That was in the Big 12 total. It wasn't as if his numbers were just pretty good. They were good for the league for those last three weeks of the season. So I'm not going to put a cap on Jay. You know, so I'm not going to put a cap on, on Devin. I say five games because it feels good to me. <laughs> but what if they – no, I, I just don't think <laughs> be out here – deciding what they can't do before the season starts, you know, and I, I'm excited about seeing these guys get out. Yeah. And uh, here's another thing. And I'm sure BMAC you'll agree with this, but I always tell people like, there's going to be a game or two that this team will hang or maybe win just because of our coaching staff. And Oklahoma is an example from last year. You get up 10, nothing. We pick off Caleb Williams late in the game. We have the stop on fourth and one Caleb Williams somehow has a presence of mind to take the ball from the running back, get a first down. But I feel like there's going to be a game or two every year where KU fans might be a little skeptical going in, but we actually have a chance to hang and win all because Lance is really that good of a coach and the staff is that good. Yeah, the staff is that good. The players are that good and they're locked in. You know, TCU last year was my favorite game being down on the field. And the reason was, is there was just a certain physicality to that game. You know, they have that running quarterback who's a pretty good player, veteran player TCU does. And he, he, you know, he did his thing. He, he got yards, Max Duggan. He did his thing in that game. But I tell you what, every time he every time he ran that football, they made him pay. Kenny Logan, Rich Miller, they were smacking that dude, man. And, you know, when we were down in that game, things didn't go great in that game. Jalen Daniels put some stuff together, didn't he? He found Kwame Lassiter. You know, he found Trevor Cardell. He found Jerry uh, Casey in the flats. And next thing you know, we're in the end zone. And the game's tied. You know, so that those are the kind of things where – that's not an on-paper thing. You know, Texas, they jumped on them, and a lot of things went right. We were able to finish it off. 
TCU, that has what happened. That was a normal back-and-forth game on the road in a tough place to play that was capacity crowd, and we had a chance to win because of Jalen Daniels and because of those players on that team, and I don't have any reason to doubt them. You know, guys like Jacoby Bryant, I love Jacoby Bryant. I don't know how. Get him on the show. I mean, if you spend five seconds with him, you talk about a guy you'll love, just charismatic, talented, confident. I've seen him beat up on Texas receivers the whole game and play with a sort of confidence that that you'd expect from a cornerback. Had a huge interception in the end zone, one-hand interception in that TCU game. We have playmakers. We have moxie and confidence. I'm excited to watch these guys play. Yeah. I mean, you have got me so excited. <laughs> uh, I I think uh, sports betting goes official tomorrow, right, B-Turn? Or is it Thursday? It's, it's Thursday like- night. People are gonna people are gonna hammer Hawks over two and a half after listening to this Absolutely. episode. I mean, it's it's so exciting though, and it's kind of like how we started this episode with. Is it? I mean, we we say it's the most excited we've been. There was excitement with the Les Miles era, but it just it feels. It's probably been said before, but it feels different. Um, and Jalen Daniels is a guy like I mean, the the talent he is is it feels like it's been a while since we've had. Someone like that. So I guess as we wrap up here, I'm a little curious. We didn't talk about it a ton, but the depth you said the depth chart came out yesterday with those running backs. And I think Lance kind of played some tricks. He just did the, what do you do? The or, or, or. Um, So before we wrap up, I do want to get your thoughts on the running back crew. What do you expect to see? I think Devin Neal's probably going to get the most carries, right? But then where do you see Kai Thomas, Daniel Heshaw, uh, Sevion Morrison fitting in as well. So I think Devin's a guy. I think he's a true blue all Big 12 player in the future. Just turned 19. This is the guy. Now, after that, it doesn't mean those guys can't play. That just tells you how special Devin is. Daniel Hyshaw is absurd. Deuce, if they call him Deuce, this year he made two jaw dropping plays immediately. He is so strong and athletic. He's a lot, he profiles a lot like Devin, except finishes runs like uh like christian okoye he's a powerful back uh i kind of think of kai thomas as steady eddie you know he does exactly what needs to be done every single time now he also has skills that he can pop one he can you can use him in the receiving game and the flats he has great hands he's just very reliable and then Savion morris is i mean it's just an embarrassment of riches to have your fourth guy be as talented as he is just a smooth power runner i think they all do a little something different i think we'll see a ton of two-back sets just because when you're looking at an offense and you're thinking about how we're going to score points you want to get your best players on the field and that's where a lot of our best players are so i I think that's going to be an exciting group all year so when we were we were setting up this interview with you yesterday and you messaged us and said this is the year things shift um and lance has a do you think lance having like a full off season plays a huge part in that too and then just tell us why you think this is the year it shifts. Well, the offseason for sure. But also, we talk about culture all the time and culture building and what's culture, 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 culture. I think the culture for Kansas is all the stuff that we never see, right? They, these guys are out in the community. Uh, they, they're they with each other all the time. Uh, their belief is real. Their discipline is real. I mean, these guys are, you know, you talk to them. It doesn't feel like they're imprisoned by anything. You talk about a team that won two games and didn't have anyone transfer, any of, anyone of significance transfer. That's culture. So it's this thing that's that's intangible. But I'll tell you what, 
you you look at a roster in this day and age that wins two games and has no significant transfers, that tells you that culture has arrived. So I'm excited to see what they do. Love it. Well, I uh, yeah, I got before we go. What, what what's your take on uh, storming the field? Will you be mad if the Hawks storm the field on uh, Friday after a forty point win? I won't be mad because they're kids, students, man. Exactly. We're telling kids what to do now. So let them do. I'm always. Um, I got one more thing, and it has to do with the kids. I want I want to be able to clip this, put this on Twitter. Um, no pressure on you, but. I want you to get the fans excited for Friday and um, I guess a message to the students on why they should get out to the booth Friday night. You're in for a show. This is going to be the best football you've seen in your career. Um, Friday night, the lights will be bright and the brightest will be the brightest. Look at Kenny Logan, Devin Neal, look at Jalen Daniels. It's time to party, man. Do all you got to do pregame, make your way into that booth and let's get busy. That's My perfect. goodness. On the spot, this guy doesn't miss. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. All right, well, this was great. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. It was nice to get some positivity and just get excited about KU football because it always hasn't been that way. And so we're going to ride it as long as we can. And you gave awesome insights. So this is exactly what we were looking for on game day week. And uh, we just really appreciate you coming on. All right, man. Big fan of the show. Y'all keep doing what you do. Thank you, B-Mac. Have a good one, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.